Dubai. Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair and beauty source and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com Arganissima New York. Your beauty is our duty. Coming up next is Double Impact. All right, all right, we're live. Hey, everyone, great to be here. <laughs> what's up, what's up? How you doing? Doing really well. So uh, you know who we are by now. I'm John C. Morley, and this is... Hurricane Age. And together, we make the duo of Double, Double Impact, Impact, baby. baby. Hey, see, we got it coordinated. This time was like perfect. <laughs> we no rehearsal yeah. there. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, folks. You know we're we're up here and running, and and I think today uh, we're gonna spin a little bit differently. So we're gonna be chatting, but uh, we expect you to guys join us and send us your your comments and and interact with us live and uh, let's talk. You know, if you have any questions about. I don't know, entrepreneurship, you know, business, sales, you name it. You know, anything, believing. anything you want to talk about, we're here to talk to you. Yeah, you, you want to just joke around with us, we, we, we welcome that as well. So let's have fun. All right. And uh, we'll make it some productive, uh, you know, show today. But we're also going to talk about a few things uh, that, that, that we've... I'd like to talk know. about something very interesting tonight, if we can. I'd like to talk about how sometimes uh, a company or organization can get to the top, but they can get to the top the wrong way. And just when they think they're at the top or they're really starting to get traction, they actually start to do something wrong or they might have done things wrong in the past and they haven't really made up for their mistakes. And so they start trying to placate people because they think they're so powerful. And then the people that help make them grow start telling people about the true company they really are. Hmm. Well, we can talk about the cultures company culture yeah. i think i think that's a that's a that's a big big discussion because i mean i've worked with a lot of corporations and over the years and i've seen quite a bit and some companies are for the people some companies get destroyed because they're no longer for the people uh you know it's it's an interesting topic and uh we can talk and you know folks if you're watching right now and you want to ch chime in on this discussion please feel free you know send us your uh comments and uh you know we'll post them and we'll 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 connect. We'll respond. We'll connect. We'll respond. We'll give you the answers that you may want to hear or not. You know, we're going to give you the truth here. So uh, make sure that you're ready for it. So if you're looking for, uh, you know, just the uh, bubble gum and all the rainbows, uh, <laughs> we're probably not the place you want to be. Although okay. we're positive. But uh, actually, my show this week, by the way, Hurricane, is about seeing the glass half full instead of half empty what do you do each day to make sure your glass is half full oh i guess, I guess we, we don't want to spoil that you know uh, we'll leave that for <laughs> your show because that's a whole topic on its own i, I get, get it i mean i love that stuff uh I, i'm i'm a person that's always thinking the, the cup is half full so you know there's there's always i think it comes down to the one thing i will share about because something i definitely share is the fact of you know it's a perception right it's a perception and that perception is what makes the difference in people's lives. Now, that might be what makes you think positively. It might be what makes you think negatively, to be quite honest with you. Mm -hmm. You know? I, I, <laughs> it, it, it is an interesting uh, topic. But but do you want to go there today? Because I I know that's that you hold enough, you know, to Oh no, to we don't have to go there. I was I was just saying that we you know we just have to just have perspective. That's kind of where I want to leave it. That you have to have a perspective. And the perspective you have affects not only you, but everyone else that's around you. Well, it's all about perspective, right? It's the way you see the world, right? Yes, and, yes. And uh, absolutely. All, I think we're always gonna come back to that, you know, a little uh 
item that, that we, people... we come back we come back to a lot of things don't we <laughs> <laughs> well some of the basics right you know they're like the stand the, the standardized uh, uh foundations and you have to keep you know always going back to the the basics right you know and that's that's right it. And so anyways so we were just thinking about uh, having discussion about it means you mentioned culture right now corporate culture and we can talk about that um uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if you're watching and listening right now, uh, you know, everybody's got their own views of how to see a company and, uh, you know, how you want to operate in a company and in business, whether you're, and, and, and then it's funny because John has businesses right now. He's running. I got a couple going on. I work for corporate. So I, I'm on both sides of the fence and I can tell you it's a little, depends what side of the fence you sit here. You know, It's things not are, greener on either side. You have to do different work on each side. I'll just tell you that, you know, there, there's. Yeah, if you're working for yourself, you got to do a little more work. If you're working for uh, a company, you might do a little less work, but then you also may not get the full benefit. So, you know, there are trade-offs in there, right? Yes. Well, actually, I, I think the, the concept of uh, grass not green, there's no grass green anywhere, <laughs> you know, because it's only, a, again, you talked about perspective, right? It's just that. But, but you know, uh, you join a company with a hope that this company is going to be the greatest thing and it's gonna, you, you're going to get your, you know, potential growth in there, your career path. Um, but some companies do do work with that and cherish that and they they promote that concept whereby you you get started and you grow with them and you can spend years in there and, and grow up in the hierarchies. And some companies are different. They uh, they uh, just hire you for the job, and that's it. And then they they find always talent. And they don't, and they don't appreciate the value, right? That you really bring to the table. I, you know, I I want to go back. I want to give you a story, John. This happened to me years okay. back. Okay. Yeah, and I think what well, not to you specifically, but the the audience as well, because this is actually a true fact. And uh, uh, when I started my career path um, in the insurance space, right, I uh, mm -hmm. I started with a company, and it was literally at the beginning of that company. They had just started. They were in a small office somewhere in Brooklyn. And, uh, you know, we, we were actually 30 employees in the whole company at the time. Right. Oh, wow. And yeah, it was a small place. And then ultimately, you know, a few years, you know, a decade or more later, it was like over 2000 people in there. But but in in that early stages of the company, everybody was family. Everybody operated as family. You know, mm -hmm. the concept that we had was very, very close. Everybody worked with each other. Everybody liked each other. Everybody supported each other. And it was it was corporate, but it was not corporate. So the environment was very appealing to actually do more and work. And you thought it was your company. I mean, I was an employee, but I worked for it like it was mine. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and, I, and I believe that's actually a, a very you know important piece that we can dissect here is that anyone, whatever you work, when you work, first of all, I do believe that I work for myself all the mm -hmm. time every time since the beginning of time <laughs> all right when i started working i've always worked for me and for my family number one but when you work in an environment that encourages you to actually get the action going and and feel part of it part of the decision making part of the success you and being recognized all those things it encourages you to do more and give more and build more for that company and so that was you know, for the first few years, that's how it went. I mean, it was really good. And we were, we were all about growth and, 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 you know, our members at the time and doing new things, being innovative and really being ahead of the game, being even a top competitor in the marketplace and in, in with the regulatory departments or, 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 you know, bodies around the nation. We were actually in, in you know, in some records as top uh, of the line, even, you know, models, you know, in terms of, of some processes we had. But then, what I've noticed as the company started growing and, you know, growing pains and corporations can be a little painful <laughs> and sometimes companies mm -hmm. don't adjust. Then also you have, uh, unfortunately, sometimes leadership also changes and then the actual, uh, you know, the way the mission, the division starts shifting a little bit and then you get a little bit more of, of politics, get, get involved in the process. And next thing you know, that whole environment where you're really were looking forward to going to that place became almost like, uh, I don't want to be in this place. And uh, I actually, I personally, on uh, one time, I, I left that company and uh, I had an exit interview and uh, and I clearly stated, you know, I said, I, I told, you know, at the time, a person who was the, the, the leader of the company, um, mm -hmm. I, I said to them, hey, listen, uh, we've changed a lot. 
and we've changed for the worst, not for the best. And this is where our the decline of this place is going to be. And believe it or not, I called it because a couple of years later, things were not going the same way, and the the trajectory was going downwards. Eventually, the company has you know uh, got bought up and everything. But but the concept that I'm sharing here is really uh, something for all of us, for viewers here and, and, and audiences today, is that you know you want to look for a place where you want to be uh, part of the company feel part of the company, feel that you are being liked. And I'm not talking about like, you know, in the, in the, the, the typical sense, meaning that you are, uh, um, what do you call it, valued. I think that's the key word here. So valued for who you are, for what you're bringing to the company and supported. And also, you know, recognize that every step of the way, every small achievement that you do, you know, you'll get the actual reward for it. And I'm not talking here the reward as you need, the, you know, to get a certificate or, you know, anything, but more like you feel like, you know, wow, I'm doing the work and I'm seeing the recognition. If there's a position that's opening up and maybe that's something that you qualify for and you go for it, they should see the value that you're going to come up and, you know, raise to the, the occasion there and make it work. And so that's, that's kind of like just, just, and I'll stop there, John. Any interaction, at least this is from the corporate side, and then we can talk from the the the, the ownership or the the mm-hmm, I guess the, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the the bit the, the the people that that own the companies, because the, the employers, right? Because I mean, we have we have two versions here. We have to talk about from an employee perspective, and also from an employer perspective. So, what do you think? No, I, I think that's really really important. I think for whatever reason, people don't understand. Uh, that, uh, you know, there is an employee perspective and then there is an owner perspective. But a lot of people, for whatever reason, you know, they just believe that when they're on the employee side that it's easy uh, or, on the, or the, you know, because the employer has it easy. But I'm telling you, they don't have it easy. Okay, they don't have it easy. Uh, you may think that, you know, um, you know, uh, they have it so easy because they get to do certain things, but you don't realize what you don't see. And I think that's probably the biggest thing I have to share with you. You don't realize what you don't see. And by not realizing what you don't see um, is is quite important. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, it's, 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 it's quite important. Um, and so when we think about that, I think as a person, um, you'll understand that sometimes people see something a certain way, but then you know what happens? They get frustrated. They get frustrated because something doesn't work the way they want it to work. And then they just think, well, you know, it's really easy. I can just do whatever I want. But, (laughs) you know, really, you can't. And if you're somebody, we've talked about this before, um, HH, if you're not disciplined, right, then you're going to have a lot of problems working for yourself. Well, you agree? That, oh, definitely. I mean, that, and I think that's that's probably why the majority of people wind up working for an employer versus doing their own thing because um, in in a, in a company, there's structure. You have to come in. You got to do this. There's tasks. There's this delegation. There's you know stuff that's being given to you and assigned to you, tasks and stuff. And uh, there's also you know checks and balances. But if you do this on your own. Um, it is it is tough because you have to actually, to your point, be organized, be uh, be literally uh, super super, you know, uh, calculating your 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 minutes of the day because every single minute that goes on, you have to do certain things, and if you're really just all over the map, that that stuff is not going to work. And uh, you know, running a business, you know, is is not simple stuff. In, and for a lot of people, that they don't whoever has not had a business, they may not know this, but. It, it, first of all, it's an investment, right, of money. Absolutely. And, and and you, if you see, and that's the other thing, you need to see results. And sometimes, if you don't see results right away, it becomes very frustrating. And before you know it, you start giving up. And so, so it's a long-term commitment, and you have to actually probably do more than the average person, you know, that works for for a corporation, because you gotta move faster <laughs> on all directions, and you have to put more hours. That's the other thing. People think that. You know, oh, I, I'm gonna go do my own business, and I'm just not gonna work, and I'll be like somewhere on the beach, and the business is gonna be booming. Uh, maybe if you do investment, that that might work, you know, in a way, and that depends what kind of investment you go in. But if you're really operating a live business, I think the challenge here is that you need to be part of that business, and until you get it running and in cruise control, and you have some people that you can trust to be at the helm of that, like you know, like on a ship, for example, the captain can go and hang out while while the ship's still running smooth. You know, you're still going to be in charge, which means you you will take years before you get to that point. 
and of course yours depends here i mean it's it's variable depending who and what kind of type of business you have but the right. fact that matter it's going to take time i mean john you you're a serial entrepreneur you've had mm -hmm. so many companies and I, I remember our first show you talked about how you started since you were younger <laughs> mm -hmm. and and you went on your own business and you know helped up and all the stuff with the family and and when you're talking about that that's talking about discipline that's that's pure discipline not everybody has that as a matter of fact, even in employees, sometimes people don't show up and they're late and this and that. So there's always a challenge, you know, in this. And and that's just human nature because we need to get organized. School, for example, tries to teach you that, right? You need to, to show up at a certain time. You have classes. You got to be there. There's tardiness. There's, you know, absenteeism and all the stuff that's been monitored. And those are the measures that they kind of keep you, you know, on, on checkpoint. If you are the boss, you know, mm -hmm. who's going to check you, <laughs> Right. You know, you, you know what? I'm just going to wake up late today. You know, I'm, I'll start at 12. And at 12, I was like, I'm not too, too in it today, maybe tomorrow. And then if you go with this attitude, forget about it. Your business is going down the tubes, man. <laughs> so, John. I, I, th I think that's the main thing to understand is that it is something that, you know, people need to embrace. And that, you know, when they see something, HH, they think that, you know, well, you know, um, you know, they see a price thing like, well, you're charging a lot for that. Well, you don't realize, first of all, it's another business, number one. Second of all, they don't realize that not only is that cost got to pay for lights, employees, insurance, and so many other things, until you own a business, you don't really know what a business costs. Does that make sense? <laughs> That's right. And it's not cheap. Uh, right. I mean, people don't realize what, but just, just the infrastructure, now, even if you have it at home, it is still a cost to it. I mean, just to set up your, your, whatever you're doing, right. It's going to take a lot of investment and it's your hard earned money that is being the play. And sometimes that's the thing when you're an employee, you might not care so much because it's like, okay, it's not my money. I mean, I'm just, I just work here. Right. But that's why I, I gave that example when I started in this particular company. I mean, we believed that it was ours. We were given that feeling that this is your future. This is your, you're investing, you're putting your time and you'll get something out of it. And now ultimately I can, we can talk stories about what that means and you know, what that taught me overall over the years. And, uh, you know, that's where I'm always balanced between having my own and working for corporations. So it's, it's both ways. And I, and I understand both, you know, dynamics and I try to balance between those two and I understand it from both sides. So employee, employer kind of concept. And, um, you know, if you're running something and you want to get results, you need to behave a certain way, right? You talked about habits, right? Last time. Yes, that's exactly right. You got to keep the right habits and you got to work on those habits and you, you got to maintain, uh, it's not just, you know, let's do this and, you know, wing it. It doesn't happen that way. Nothing gets winged and it doesn't matter what kind of business you're in. So John, I think, uh, I think, I think, I think it's a mouthful there. <laughs> well, it's quite a bit. Um, again, so, so, so again, we can continue in terms of the culture. Now, now we talked about just the, the feeling of like a business when you get into the business, whether how you can operate and whether you, you, you feel part of it or not, and whether you see a, a path to success, to success and growth. I think everybody, I mean, that's something installed in us as, as career paths. When you go to school, right? The first thing you get, you know, and you, especially when you have high school and things like that, they start, you know, almost preparing you for this, right? And you're going to get into this corporate world and you're going to start the ladder, right? And the major, there's nothing wrong with that. The majority actually starts there and that's where they're going, right? And you might choose a career path that, that catapults you a little bit to the next level and next level and, and you know, maybe it's the highest level. I mean, I, I for one, for example, I can say it, you know, that was my thing. I, you know, I wanted actually to, to climb the ladder of corporate and, and make it to whatever my, my expertise is to, to, to one of the highest points. Uh, and, and that was my, my vision, or at least my, my way of looking at my growth. Until a certain point where I realized that's that's great and I've done that, been there, done that, but it's something to 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 diversify. Now let's do some more stuff because I also have the philosophy of never put all your eggs in one basket. That's why I'm always in, in a lot of hats, right? And I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> so uh, but that that's a concept, right? So yeah. so 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 having you um in your mind thinking that I want to do this to grow specifically in this particular company. You know, you need to do due diligence because first things first, right? You want to go into this corporation for whatever job that you apply in. And this is one thing that people sometimes 
when you go to an interview, you're looking at it from what they're doing. They're interviewing you. And it's two-way street. You're also interviewing them. And this could be for you. It may not be for you. Sometimes most of the candidates, yeah, and I've seen this personally, they don't ask about, they just asked about, they expect you to ask the questions and do the stuff, but they don't ask the right questions or they don't ask anything about the company and where they see themselves. And therefore, they're not really sure about where they get into, right? Like if you ask the right question, sometimes you will know that maybe this is not the place I want to be. The culture is definitely not going to be good. How's the culture, right? Is this a, a dictatorship culture? Is this a, uh, a company that doesn't care? Am I even going to grow in this company? Is there room for growth in here? That's a big one, right? Uh, you know, is this like a micromanagement kind of environment where I, I cannot read or I, I cannot do? Is this a company where, you know, I can be dressed, relaxed, you know, and, and you know, so all these things could be things that we can ask for. Is there a tuition reimbursement for school? Many things. Some of these technical questions, you know, are being taught in interview, you know, classes and trainings. But but really, the key here is in a discussion. Also, the person that you might be reporting to, is that someone that you want to report to? I mean, if I meet with you, John, and, you know, and, you know, you're drilling me in the interview, that's great. And, but I'm not feeling you and it's not a good vibe. Why would I, you know, even accept the job? Now, people accept job because sometimes Absolutely. they need the money, right? And, or they're desperate to make, you know, the money. And that's, that's sometimes the wrong decision. You know, I know we all, you know, work for the money because we need to su survive. I mean, life costs. There's nothing for free and you have to be able to afford certain things and depends on lifestyle or whatever. You definitely want to make sure that you have a stream of income. But if you're doing this the wrong way or you select and you, you settle in, that's a problem. You know, you can go to 10 interviews and then get the right, you know, company that you're not going to leave from or you can go to one interview and then settle for the job and wind up quitting in two months or three months or even being terminated. Not a good place. Not a good choice. It's about, like you said, it's about the culture. But, you know, I was telling people this before. When you bring people to your company, be slow to hire and fast to fire. You might say, gee, why the heck would you take forever? Because I need the people. I know you need the people. But if you hire the wrong people, I know because I've done this. Mm. It's so expensive. Now, after you get your people, which I consider your core people, then you might need some day workers. That's possible. You know, you have labor jobs, so you have to hire these gig workers. The problem is you also can't hire gig workers until you have core feet of staff on the ground that can manage those, those, uh, tr those let's say, transient or temporary workers. I think so many people think that they're just right away going to go up the flagpole tomorrow. And although I salute them, no pun intended, <laughs> you have to first understand what it is you need. What resources do you need to run your business? So let's think about your home for a moment, right? What do you need to run your home? Well, you have bills like your gas, your electric, your phone, right? You need food. You need to keep things clean, right? Maybe you have a cleaning person. Um, what do you need to keep your house clean? Maybe you have to pay for inspections or uh, termites or pest control services or things like that. So, so what do you need? Now, once you know what you need, then it's easier to say, okay, gee, I'll take some superfluous stuff. And um, I think what that means is you've got to create a budget for where the company's coming from. And when you can do that, that's important. So the story that I was trying to allude to before, I can't mention the name of the, of the team. So this company was really good in the sense that they were doing this free event and all this great stuff. The challenges I could smell a rat. And what I mean by that is um, this company that I had I had, I had uh, taken a membership with, I've already canceled because they are not about really helping everyone. So one of the things they do is they do media. Now, they don't do media like I do media, like you do media. But what they were starting to do was not share my content. So I reached out and I said, what happened? And they said, well, you know, we're just so busy. One of my friends who's been working with the company for a while, who got me on board with them, quit just yesterday. Mm. And I say this to you because the reason this company I found out wasn't helping me is they saw me as a threat. Now, I say this to you not to scare you. If someone sees you as a threat, don't be upset. 
say thank you to yourself and move on because they're going to be people that are going to appear to be better than you. That's fine. There's always going to be somebody better, right? There might be somebody not as good as you. But one thing I've learned, no matter where I am in business, no matter what level I'm at, I always need to be humble. I need to be respectful and I need to be fair. And if I can't do those three things, then I shouldn't be in business. You might be on the top of all the magazines, HH, and be revered by the media. But, you know, you can fall as quick as you climbed. The fall is always faster and gravity pulls faster than anything. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. I mean, but the same thing, right? You can build 10 years of great, you know, stuff. And, and then... you can destroy it in a fraction of a second, right? We said that. Yeah. That, that and never... I, think, I think what happens is some people don't want to put the work in. They don't want to work. And um, I started noticing after we joined a few weeks ago that my content wasn't getting shared. So I didn't think anything of it. I signed up for an e-meeting because uh, they don't take phone calls. Fine. I signed up for an e-meeting, which happened to me the other day. They blew it off. They never showed up. Oh, John, we were so busy. Hmm. You're so busy, but you have time to charge my card every month. Like, I don't like, what are you giving me for my money? Like, what are you doing? And I think when you get somebody that is all hype, and I think they did a great thing what they did. But one thing that I kept in the back of my mind was I smelled a rat. I couldn't put my finger on it. But I just smelled you are phony. I smelled that. But I couldn't like put my hand around it. And then when my good friend told me that they quit. That really brought home what I was driving. That they had all this great esteem. Now they had an event that was free. Of course, everyone comes for free. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. But how many people are going to come back when you charge? Right? And it's easy to get some media coverage. That's not hard. But if you don't deliver time in, time out, again and again and again, you know what's going to happen? People are going to start talking about you. Oh, you know that company? Oh, you know that company? And it's not a matter that you're not the best. What matters is you're not being true to what you're doing. You know, I mean, I don't need to be a Steven Spielberg producer tomorrow, but <laughs> it's important that if I'm producing great quality content, that I do that, that I don't neglect on what I promise my clients. And well, I that- think when you, when you sell somebody a bag of goods and you suddenly, I don't want to say fall off the earth, but suddenly start to have fallouts with yourself and other team members, that's an indication to me that that company is probably going to fall apart. That's very, very sad. And unfortunately, it happens. And you just hit on a very you know, deep top, topic there because the concept of delivering the goods is, is, is all about what business is all about, right? It's, it's amazing. You got to deliver. You got to under-promise, ladies and gentlemen, and you got to over-deliver. And if you're tired of me hearing that, well, then too bad. (laughs) You have to deliver time in and time out. Now, could there be times when you can't deliver because of an emergency? Sure. But if you're somebody who doesn't deliver time in and time out, like let's take Yelp, for example, right? None of us probably have a 10-star on Yelp. The reason we don't have a 10-star on Yelp is because we have a lot of, I won't use nice names, but a lot of people that are not really fair, a lot of people that are looking for nothing. Right, looking for something for nothing. I'll give you an example. About 15 years ago, there was a guy who called us and he wanted some help doing upgrades. You know how long this was. From Windows, uh, I believe it was Windows, uh, we had Windows 7, but uh, he wanted to go from Windows XP to Windows 7. Okay? And... um, that's a little bit of a of an upgrade if you don't have the right equipment. And so we were going through some information with him and sharing some information. He says, well, how would you go about doing that? I said, well, when you hire us, we'll be happy to, to tell you. Oh, so you really don't know. No, we know. 
It's just that I know you wouldn't do this, but let me tell you why I'm not going to share it with you because I'm sure you can understand being a business owner, right? We share a lot of information, sometimes too much information. And then that information gets used against us because they then decide to do it themselves. Oh, do you know what happened the next day? He went on Yelp and gave mm -hmm. us a very bad review. Said we were a horrible company. Said we didn't know what we were talking about and that we were trying to sell him. We weren't trying to sell him anything. He needed our services. So I think when somebody gets, I'm going to call this vanity metrics, and we've talked about this before, Yelp, Google, they're all vanity metrics, HH. At the end of the day, they don't bring you money. They don't bring me money. They might make people bad that they have one star. I don't give a blank that you have one star. I care that you take care of your clients. That's what I care about. And if some crappy media company is going to try to bring my reputation down, let them. Because my truth will always shine through. You know, John, thank you for bringing that up. But, but you know, today we live in, in a society or at least the age of, of reviews and stars. Unfortunately, you know, it is it is kind of like what the trend is. People sometimes they look at they don't even look at the business and stuff. They just think, how many stars? Five, four, three. Okay. You don't even look at the company. You don't even click on the company and you move on. And and to your point, it is sad because some of these reviews, if you read them, you'd be like, huh. As that, that, that you can tell, this is somebody who's disgruntled and just kind of like you know, you know, venting on that particular review, and you know, it's it's amazing how that is actually being the driver these days of decision, right? You're right, and, and it, it is crazy because you could be the best and to your point, one person who you know twists the actual truth, and again, yeah. there's your truth, my truth, and the real truth, right? And they just put whatever their perspective again and their end of of the game and what. They're feeling about it, no matter what. You know, again, talking about accountability, sometimes people are not accountable, and therefore they'll just put the finger and blame the others. And so, because of that, you have bad review, and and so on and so forth. And ultimately, if you have too many of those, then then there is there is smoke, there is fire, right? But but if it's one case here and there that, that's out there, you gotta also look at the response. Sometimes you gotta look at other, you know, because I I look at those. You get yeah. like great five you know yeah this company is great the best that happened to me and you get one person like they suck scam a, 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 exactly <laughs> and you know i gotta tell you something if a company has five or ten stars i'm leery about them because that means that they're that they've never made a mistake and if a company never made a mistake and was never able to resolve a problem do you really want to work with somebody who's perfect because I believe that what you're going to find is that we all live in glass houses. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> Do not throw rocks. Huh? <laughs> Do not throw rocks, ladies and gentlemen. Do not throw rocks. Oh, that's going to shatter your, ability, your your whole structure there. But but you're right. And and again, another great point is that there's nobody that's perfect. I mean, there's no such thing as perfectness. Right? I met him before he left. He was here before. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, do me a favor, send me his contact. <laughs> I want to learn from him or her. So, but you, you, you know what I mean. The, the, the bottom line is that you know there are going to be conditions and circumstances. You're not going to meet everybody's expectation. You'll do the best that you can, and that's that's the and and the best that you can also is kind of like you know that's. Uh, that's variable because it depends on who because the best that I can maybe is different from the best that John can do and somebody else. But the bottom line is there are parameters, there are metrics that can determine if you're really top notch or not. And then you, you have to be at that level. You can go to the five star, six star hotels, even seven stars hotels. And you still may sometimes be surprised that, Oh, this is not what I expected. No, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. Exactly. So, so the, the bottom line is you need to, to, to be, fair in a way you have to to look at the whole picture and know that there's always another story to the facts right that's just that's just the way it is and you, when you make those decisions but you're right like somebody like that makes the wrong move they give you the wrong stars the wrong reviews and because they just want to get at you right and oh they i didn't like them i want to give them i you know, always say hurricane uh karma will bite back either nicely or badly Oh, and yes. I said that to a few people. You know what they told me? Are you threatening me? I'm not threatening you at all. I'm just telling you the world will move in cycles. Are you going to do something? I'm not going to do anything to you. 
the world will handle people. Justice. <laughs> divine but justice. Justice doesn't always work. Remember, justice has. Well, no, no, I, I meant laws, divine justice. Not, not divine the just, justice, yeah. not the human justice. Uh, you know, like, like that you know, system's got some flaws in it. Well, you know, they say you don't find justice in the court of law. You just find the no, law. No, no. <laughs> so what you have to realize is somebody who has, um, let's say, left you out to dry. It happens. So what I typically do is I go back to them and say, hey, um, I guess you weren't interested in this anymore. That's okay. No problem. Take care. And either I'll get a message back saying, Oh yeah, yeah, I'm not interested. Or I'll get a message back saying, no, 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 no. I've just been really busy. I'm going to get back to you. So sometimes it's a wake up call, but I think what we as humans have to understand is that if something doesn't go the way we want it to go at the moment we want, go have a beer, go chill, go relax, <laughs> right? Because divine timing has everything in the perfect way. And things unfold when you open up your eyes but many people still have their eyes closed like this hh and they're waiting <laughs> they're waiting waiting for what <laughs> i think they're waiting for a sense of self-righteousness which is never going to come yeah it's tough. So, so, so John, since, since we're talking about the, the concept of, you know, in the business world and we're talking about like cultures and expectations on both sides of the spectrum. I mean, I've covered a yeah. little bit on the expectations on the employee. You covered a yeah. little bit on the expectations on the employer and, and, you know, both of those, those items. I mean, today you may be an employee tomorrow. You might be the, the entrepreneur that that's becoming the employer. And, you know, sometimes the way you like to be treated should be the way you will be treating others right you know and so don't forget those days when you were still in in somebody else's payroll and now you're the one who's actually paying the people that's an interesting you know uh, you know uh concept where you have to be talking about justice because again to your point karma will get back at you very quickly it will it will and this is why if you have employees that work for you or i have interns that have helped out and you teach them i believe it's really important that you give them a value, whether it's through education, through money. The reason I say that is that when you get someone that believes in you, that's able to share and start being a mouthpiece for you, okay, mm. that's priceless. Not because of the advertising, but because of what that does. See, most people don't realize that when somebody's around talking about you in a positive way, you know what it does? It boosts up your self-esteem. Yep. True. But you, you bring in, again, another yet powerful point. I bring Is lousy that... points up, don't I? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Again, maybe somebody would say, oh, these are lousy points. And that's okay, too. If you, It's a total perspective. But right? the thing is, they're lousy points if you believe that you don't want to change. If you believe that your life is 100% perfect. OK, and there's nothing you can change. Well, I'd like to disagree with you and I'd like to say that you're probably not being honest. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell HH. We don't care. We're not here to judge. But if you want a level of quality in your life to have the best life possible, you'll be humble and at least admit it to yourself. You have to share it to the world, but admit it to yourself. Admit it to the mirror at night. Hey, mirror, I'm not perfect. And yes, I said that I'm not perfect. And how can I do this? But the biggest question I tell people is don't ask if you're going to do something. Ask what it's going to look like when. How am I going to feel like when? What's it going to feel like when I start seeing more abundance in my life? You know what's going to happen? You're going to attract abundance into your life. What's it going to feel like when I have more health? Mm. Right? So people have to understand that you've got to put work into something. If you want more health, better health. If you want <clears throat> more finances, you want better relationships, you got to put the work in. You don't go download this on eBay for $9.99 and you just read a book and it just happens overnight. No. <laughs> you see, all these books are great online, okay? But they lack one important thing, even the book that I'm going to write. They're all great books, but none of these books are worth anything unless they have an exercise and people have made the commitment to change their life. 
one of the things I'm doing in my preamble is I'm writing something down that says, hey, I know this is just another book, my story of my life and something hopefully will improve your life. However, before you even turn this page, I want you to commit to me and to yourself right now that you're going to look at your life and be open to change and the exercises that I'm giving forth. If you don't think you're able to do that right now, I'd ask you to close the book and come back when you're able to do that. Well, you know, again, the books, right? They're great, and they or the audio books, whatever it is, yeah, all books. Well, I mean, all content, right? It's it's they're all they're great. all they're all great. Yeah, I mean, you take the information from it, but the information without practice and, and taking action on it, it's it's irrelevant. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like reading a book. I'm just another copy. <laughs> Memorizing the book, I'm just another copycat of that book, you know. But practicing and 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 executing on whatever I learned from that book. That's why, for example, there's there's practice and theory, right? A book is right. theory. The practice is putting it in play. You know, you take it on the road and you take it on the show and you make it work. And you're right. If there is no practical exercise that you can do, you know, what are, what's, what's the benefit of it? Now you might learn different tricks and, and, and what's the point? Again, you learn them, you got to execute on them. You got to use them in real and, and maybe put them to the test. Maybe you disagree. Maybe the results are, are different, you know, but unless you do, you're not going to know. Uh, and, and you're right. There's so many books that, you know, that are out there, audio, visual, I mean, uh, audio, regular print, whatever. You got podcasts, shows, whatever. It's all available. It's a matter of taking that information and taking it and working with it. Bottom line. That's it. Um, you wanted to sit under there. No, I'm just saying the point that, you know, everybody wants something in their life. Even if they say they don't. I wanted to lose weight. I want to stay healthy, right? And people come to me every day and say, John, you know, that's fantastic. You did that. Who did you do it for? Uh, what do you mean? I did it for myself. Some people do it because they're trying to attract a mate. They do it for those reasons. If you're doing things in your life for someone else, don't do them. Because everything you do will elude you from this point forward. And you'll be living more of a life that lies and traps you. You're never going to get the opportunity to live a life that will make you happy, not someone else. Wow. We still have 15 minutes. This would have been a good <laughs> close for the show. <laughs> that, that was good. That was good. <laughs> That's a tough comeback there. But 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 it, it is it is an important value there because you're right. I mean, you gotta do it, you gotta do it with conviction. It has to be for you, it has to be fulfilling. And you can do everything for everybody. And you know, people will eventually drop you that. Unfortunately, that's just nature. They, of, they will, and and when somebody drops you, okay, or they they don't connect with you anymore, don't chase them. They're either going to come back to you or they're not. And I believe that's all for the best because there's so many people out there, HH, that have their hand out like this and they don't want a piece of candy. I can tell you that right now. They're looking for something <laughs> else. And I have to say that this is not about earning money. This is about self-worth and your value. So value has to do with what you believe you're worth as a person. Okay? Doesn't mm -hmm. matter. If you believe you're worth $1 an hour, well, that's all you're ever going to earn is $1 an hour. Okay? You got to believe that you're worth something better than that. Because if you're not, you're going to be like, uh, I hate to charge this customer. Like, I really hate to charge them. A big change in my life, HH, that I did a few years ago. We have a big contract with a, a client of ours that uh, we've been working with for a while. But we've been noticing for a while that this client was starting to browbeat us on a few dollars. $5 here, $5 there. So I politely, the next time they called us, they said, you know, can you... Uh, come out there tomorrow. Mm. I said, we can at this rate. Oh, buddy, sorry, we don't have that in our budget. I said, well, goodbye. And I hung up on him. Calls you back. He said, what happened? I said, I think I said goodbye. Well, no, 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 no. So, 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 so you can't do it? 
I can do it for the price I gave you. Okay, how about if we do it for then they go down a dollar? How about if we do it for that? Uh, I think I got another call. Goodbye. And so <laughs> they don't get it. And so this is really, really important. Another thing that happened to me was I had a, a client, same client, have us pick a day on the calendar. Now, I'm very picky about days on my calendar unless they're good clients and unless or unless they're prepaying the day. So they said, we need you on the 24th, which incidentally was uh, is coming up on uh, next Monday. Book the whole day for a team of 10 of us with several jobs. Calls back the other day and says, oh, buddy, uh, you know that job we you guys are doing those 10 jobs? I said, yep. Uh, they need you to move it to the 1st of November. I said, excuse me? Yeah, they can't do it on the 24th, or we can do it on the 1st. We're not available on the 1st. Oh, come on. Can you help me out, please? And they try to placate you. And the old John many years would be like, all right, you know what, I'll help you. Now I'm just like, no, I'm really busy. So unless you, unless you are going to be doing something, then I think you need to be, um, you know, changing how you talk with me because I'm not going to take your calls after you, after I've hung up on you three times. Um, I'm not interested in talking with you anymore on this. And I think they feel that if they're going to wear you down. So my message here, HH, is don't let them wear you down. You might think that you're never going to get a call. You might think that you're being rude. You're not. So I went to the one person and I said to them, look, don't you ever do that again. Don't you ever book me for X jobs again. Okay. Don't you ever do that? I said, and because of what you did, you've screwed yourself. I will, and my company will never book a time with you that is not already available. So we're never going to move a client around for you. We're not doing it. So if we have work, you're now demoted to a filler client, which means that if we have work time, we'll help you. But it'll be on our schedule and our budget. They didn't like that. Another lady I talked to called me from the team. Oh, John, what's wrong? What's the matter with you? No, I put my foot down because you people don't listen. And you think you can just step on me and it's done. It's over. Why are you like that? Why are you being so mean like that? Because you people are abusing my company and I. Hmm. And I think some people, HH, are afraid to say they're worth value, to say they're worth more. Maybe the market says you're worth $10 an hour, but you're worth more than that. Don't let the market tell you what you should be charging. This is what I charge. If you don't like it, maybe you should call someone else. Well, that is that is an important, you know, piece of, of advice across the board, I think. You know, not I mean, you're talking about it from the perspective of a business and, yeah. and a principle of business. And, and, and even and even if you're a freelancer or you're a gig worker, exactly. same thing applies there, HH. Yes, exactly. Individually, I mean, as an employee, I mean you're you're being hired for a position that you know you have an expertise and you know, you don't settle for less just because. I mean, you have because here's the thing, you dilute it's like almost like you know, you're cheaping up your own value. You, <laughs> you decrease and you devalue yourself that's not a cool thing you know and then 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 next time you want to ask for money you'll be like well you you can you can do it for less you know why would why should i be pay you more uh, so it's important but on the flip side of that don't overestimate yourself if you're not up to the, the well the if you're not up to that standard exactly so if you are let's just say a carpenter hypothetically and you know you you're a very good craftsman you're like one of a kind and you get x dollars an hour but if you can't even miter two joints together or can't even, uh, you know, cut a piece of wood. Don't tell them you're worth a couple hundred dollars. Don't do that because you're going to be laughed out because they're going to want to see your work. Yeah. Uh, that, and that, yeah. what also I learned in the last two days is that when somebody is not willing to help you, you know what that means? They're afraid of you. They feel that you're going to rise above them. And you might. But I would think that's a great thing, taking a little analogy of looking at your brick wall there. Every brick that's in a wall, okay, 
is carefully selected. Some are red, some are brown, all the form a different pattern. In your life, you need to pick, not your family, you need to pick the vendors, the people, the relationships, the contacts that you want, contacts that you want in your brick wall. Because you can only have so many bricks in your wall, but you want the best bricks in your wall. And I think sometimes people just pick whatever's here because you remember being on a team in, in high school. Nobody picks you. But that changes when you suddenly become the one that's the captain. Everybody wants you to pick them. But why should you? They never picked you. <laughs> so you have a choice to pick. You have a choice to select. Your choice to be discriminating, not in a bad way, but in a way that it's going to enhance your skills. Get people that don't have the skills you need, okay? And don't bring people that won't compliment you. I think that's really important. But too many people out today, they think, oh, you know, this is all they're getting, or this is all they're paying at this place, this is all I can get. Well, that's all you believe you can get. And that's all you're ever going to get. Yep. The minute you start telling people, well, I do this, I do that. And then look, well, you know, you sent X people out there before and they nearly broke the machine. Like, of course I charge more money. Like I fixed it in five minutes. Yeah. But why do you charge so much? Well, remember something you don't pay. I always tell people this. You never pay me always for the time that I'm working, even though it might seem like that. If I come out there and I fix something, some jobs I do as a flat rate, you're paying me for my experience and my education. Yeah, but you're only here five minutes. Yeah, but I went to school for a long time and I've had 20, 30 years of experience in the field. Those people at your quick stores don't. And that's where they get $15 an hour. And when they finish fixing your computer, you better hope it still works. Oh, yeah, one other thing. We're also not going to try to sell you things that we're going to make more money on this week because see, we actually do things ethically because we want to get things that are going to help you, not just our bottom line. Oh. And that's a hard concept, HH, for a lot of people to digest. Because what if I ask for this money and I don't get it? Does that mean I'm not worth it? No. Just means that you hit somebody and said no. But you have to believe, just like the Yankees or whatever team you root for, that you're going to hit that home run. Like number Let's 62, like Judge, right? <laughs> you got to believe you're going to hit it. Because when you believe everything in your mind and body align to bring you to the appropriate time and place for that to be executed. Hmm. You know, John, this, this is something that applies as you said to to the value your value your selection you've talked about that brick wall behind and i love that analogy as a matter of fact and and I'm that right. actually <laughs> well it, it that ties into into our lives right uh, yes. in general so business or personal because we also have to be careful when we select select the employer select the employee select your friendship your 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 circles all of it has to be carefully, you know, picked. Otherwise, your, your life gonna... partner, even though you're attracted to them, you're making a selection. Once that person's in your family, you don't pick who's in the family, who's your brother and sister. You don't pick that. So pick wise once correctly, and you'll never be dissatisfied with what you have. Yep. And, and also from, from a business perspective, you pick the right people around you that your circles, I mean, the people that are positive, the people that are going to motivate you, the people that are going to support you, the people that are going to see your value and always pump you up as opposed to the people like, ah, you're worth nothing. You, you, you know, what do you think? You know, who are you? You're going to think you're going to take the world, whatever. And then that's it. So they just demoralize you. And the next thing you know, you're not doing it. And so again, selection is key and your circles are key. And these are all concepts that, you know, some of you probably watching and listening right now, you're like, well, you guys are preaching to the choir. We know these things. Yeah. I mean, we all know these things, you know but these we don't things, practice them. <laughs> but do you practice them? Yep. We um, all know that we should be eating healthy foods, right? 
but do oh, we yeah. practice them? Do we take our breath several times a day to see how healthy we are? No. So one wise, and I'll, I'll end with this. There was a man and uh, actually two parts of the story. He was up on the mountain, wise man, this uh, monk, and uh, the boy went up to him and he had the bird, a live bird in his hand, and he had, had the hat. And there was a dead bird. So um, the monk has the, the live bird in his hand and um, he gives the boy the bird. And uh, the boy says, is the bird gonna be, is the bird dead or alive when I put it behind my back? And the monk said something very interesting. He said, young son, I cannot answer that question. Because if I say the bird is alive, you'll show me the live bird. If I say the bird is dead, you will choke the bird, kill the bird. So really, my son, the answer to that doesn't lie in what I say, but lies truly in your hands. You have the power to make a change, positive or negative. And the last story I lead you with, that's to summarize, there was a boy. And decided that he wanted to become a monk. So um, young boy wanted to become a monk. So he goes, runs away, goes to this monastery, says he wants to become a monk. And the monk tells him, uh, "Okay, you want a monk? You want you want to you want to uh, want to be a monk? Great. Come back here to my first. He says to the boy, he says, do you know how to swim? He goes, no, I don't know how to swim. Good. Do you know how to row a boat? Yeah, I had a robot. Good. Come back here tomorrow, 6 a.m. And we're going to row a boat. And um, the guy's like, okay. He's like, this guru's crazy. He says, I want to make money. I don't want to row a boat. I want to become a monk. Like, well, what's up with this guy? So he comes back early in the morning, 6 a.m. in the morning. He said, these monks are crazy. Gets in the boat, monk tells him to row the boat, rows the boat, rows the boat, rows the boat. They get out in the middle. And just when they're out there and he's kind of looking, he takes them, he dunks them in the water. Gets back up. Just as he started to breathe again, dunks it back in the water again. Takes him out. Doesn't work out. Because these people are tough here in the East. And they goes, what is it that you wanted when you came back up? I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I just want to, I, I just wanted to, I, I, I guess I just want to breathe. just want to live. Exactly. <laughs> Young son. You don't want to become a monk. When you put as much energy into wanting to breathe, you'll be successful. And when you decide when you're 100 years old to come back and have that much vigor to become a monk, I'll make you a monk. So I send you away with this blessing. And that is when you start to believe and you start to put the same amount of desire and passion into breathing in life. That's when your creations will become a success. Wow. <laughs> we got some wisdom going on here with the guru business. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, 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 listen, I mean, you know, I think, I think our audiences got the, the, the drift and, and the message here. It's, it is important, very important that, you know, uh, sometimes we put things to practice. We have to believe we have to, again, I love your concept of, you know, believe and achieve. <laughs> so it, it, it I never fails. I have my hat on tonight. It's right here. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we go. Yeah, so, so, so again, I think it's funny because you always somehow, somewhere, you come back to the same model. <laughs> you know, this. But, is, but, this it, is but it. it is our it is our life, and anybody that wants to be obstinate and avoid it, 
they're either people that shouldn't be in my life or they're people that actually recircle and say, you know what? Maybe I should start believing. That's it's it. a very subtle twist. But as we're almost out of time here, I leave you with one new nuance. And that is, if you guys are looking for even more content from me, you know, BelieveMeAchieve.com. I'm very happy to announce that I have now got on back to my faithful writing journeys again. And not only do I write for clients, as I always have, I'm now writing for my businesses on a regular basis several times a week. I've launched six new articles. And just on my LinkedIn article for tech, I think we have about 217 subscribers in just a couple of days. So I've got all kinds of stuff like uh, hackers are after your data, how to network, script kitties are after your data, uh, what is SEO, search engine optimization, 600 to 1200 word compositions that if you really take the time to read, they're going to impart some knowledge on you without you knowing it. Well, John, keep up the great work as always. And folks, you know, you're you're watching, listening. This is this is an hour that we have some fun here and we share some wisdom and some of our expertise here, or at least some of our opinion. Uh, either way, you know, take it for, for what it's worth. Uh, but but do check the description of the show because there's a lot of stuff in there and all the links that, that John is mentioning are there. You can click on there and you can travel around and, and he's all over. I mean, there's so much stuff that's available through him and through his work and uh you know in, in the network so so there's so much wealth here of knowledge and and just you know principles that you could put to play and practice so why not take advantage of it like again and, this is and you haven't been you haven't been watching the show tonight ladies and gentlemen i hope you've been living the show i like that that's powerful <laughs> Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Well, we were hoping that some some folks will interact with us and and, and just and we're gonna keep doing this. It's Maybe next live. time. Yeah, we, it's gonna be live, and uh, you know we're gonna make sure that you know we're we're announcing it this time in advance, so this way people can be reminded uh, of the show. I think, I that's, think that's people that are maybe on the fence about interacting, and I say this to them today. You know, um, there's no right or wrong way to interact with us. Uh, we just ask you to be courteous, but. You know, maybe you're afraid about saying something. You don't want somebody to see you. So what I would say to you is if you have a question about something in life, you can phrase it in a generality. So if you're afraid about the situation, girlfriend, boyfriend, or something at work, you don't have to tell us where it is. You can just tell us you're having an issue with this or you don't agree with that. And you don't even have to tell us the context. And you can still gain some wise information from HH and I. And again, we'll give you our answers based on our, you know, we, we come from different, you know, walks of lives, different expertises and stuff. So you'll get a nice little, you know, full three-dimensional, you know, uh, you know, pur pur purpose here, like, you know, uh, stuff. So you can use it. And again, why not? And then you can ask other, you know, people and, and just make up your own uh, concept out of it. That's all. So again, we expect, you know, hopefully that next week we'll, we'll do a... a, a a pre-show uh, introduction. Therefore, like you'll you'll basically have an announcement in advance, so this way you know just to keep you posted. That, but it will be at seven p.m. Uh, on Monday. Uh, it will be live, and again, uh, it will be Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Twitch, uh, Twitter, and uh, what else? And we're hoping That's to it. have a good uh, we're and YouTube. Good, we're hoping to have a good holiday party. Hopefully, in uh, either Thanksgiving, we might do. Maybe we'll do a Thanksgiving show because we're so grateful to be here with each other and. Uh, all the information we're sharing, we're going to do a gratitude show. Hope you'll join us. Actually, I love that gratitude is big, and I think I think uh, we can have a whole hour talking about how being and grateful. And of course, for we'll, have our, we'll have we'll have our holiday show, and then we'll also have a special show for the new year. Have you started? And we'll we'll tell you how you need to get ready for the new year and what you need to do so that you're actually proactive uh, and not reactive. And I have to tell you, going to the gym. It's not going to get you to lose weight alone. It starts in the kitchen. All right. Well, let's save that 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 wealth of of, of good deal, and we're going to talk about your your tool there because I think that's that's a key element. You keep. I think we should just promote that thing. I mean, they should give you some sort of <laughs> some some sort of a, in a, what do you call it like a sponsorship there because you're like you're always up there with that thing. So hey, we'll talk about that as well. We're, I think we're, we're going to do a video. I haven't reached them yet, but we're going to do a video. Um, and say them, hey, you know, because we do that with some some people, some will say yes or no. So 
I think when they see some of the work, maybe, but they're a European company, so they they're kind of funny. Oh, all right. Well, that's that's different. But hey, listen, <laughs> maybe they want more of that that product in the states, so maybe it's an opportunity to to promote them. You know, yes, yes, yes. It, it certainly sounds like a great tool. So hey, why not? A lot of people can use it. It is, and I was so happy. I'm at a one. I got to go home and have dinner. Uh, so I had gotten a chicken cord on blue the other night. I had two pinwheels on Saturday, two pinwheels last night, two pinwheels tonight, and I had uh, carrot cake. A third last night, a third the night before, and the last third tonight. Mm, you just gave me a little munchies right now. <laughs> all right, John. I think it's time to wrap it up. All yours, baby. <laughs> it's been great being with you. I'm John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur, and you are? Hurricane Age. And together, we are Double, Double Impact. Impact. That's it. We'll see you we'll guys talk- next Monday. That's a week before all the Halloween trick-or-treaters, so don't tell us you can't come because of that. And, you know, on the 31st, if you can't make it because you're out, you know, blasting the neighborhood, you can always watch the show later on. Nope, it's all over the place. With all your Folks, candy, you know. Bye, everyone. Have a good night. Easy. Bye-bye.